Are you ready for the word? We're going to talk about the new wine. The new wine. The new wine. i got to get going. Praise God. John chapter 2, verse 1. You know where I'm going with this when Jesus turned water into wine. How many remember that was his first public miracle? He did some things with the disciples. I, I don't think he's called all 12 yet, but he's got some of them with him. But this was his first public miracle. And, and it's kind of, I'm still, I'm still kind of working through on, on my head on this, and maybe someone can help me with it. But, but when, Jesus, when Mary told him to, to take care of the problem about the lack of wine, Jesus said, it's not my time. And yet he worked the miracle anyway. So did he misunderstand his time? Is that the human in him? Or is he just, he just loves his mama? Or, 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 or maybe it was time. I don't, I'll pray. Let me, can we save that for another sermon on another day? But this was a great message. This was a great miracle because we know we're all going to a wedding feast. We are the bride of Christ. And there's a marriage supper waiting for us in heaven. And Jesus had to be thinking about it. And what a great way to start his ministry with a wedding feast. Hallelujah. And isn't it good to know that Jesus did social things? Isn't it interesting that Jesus went to a place where people were drinking wine? All right, let's move on. Well, I didn't read it yet. And the third day there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has, has not yet come. Her mother said to the servants, whatever he says to you, do it. Boy, we ought to live with that. Whatever he says to you, do it. Now, there were set there six water pots. They would, they, we don't know the exact size, probably. Probably we do know about pots, different sizes, 20 to 30 gallons each. Somewhere 20 to 30 gallons uh, of stone, according to the matter of purification of the Jews, containing 20, well, there it is, 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn, drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom. We need to talk. He said to him, every man at the beginning sets out the good wine, and when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. You have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So let's run into this. Let's run into this. Let's go. There's several points we need to get here real quick. First of all, you notice that they ran out of wine. Now, if this is, a, if this is symbolic for the last day, how many believe there's a lot of churches running out of wine right now? 
They're running out of wine. We, we know in the last days there's going to be a great falling away. And we're, I don't know if this is the great falling away, but the churches are experiencing a falling away. I, I was talking to a pastor friend of mine the, the other day. He asked me first, how are things going? I'm like, I went through the whole thing. Oh, man, God's blessing. And then he's, then he's like, well, we're still down 20%. <laughs> and I don't know that they'll ever be back. And I'm going, oh, shut up. Why did you make that poor guy feel terrible? I did, I, you know, I just, I just bragged on y'all. I love bragging on you. Amen. I go around some pastors and they talk, oh, these members. I, I brag on almost all of you. There's always one, Ron, right? There's always one. There's <laughs> but, 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 and, and that's, that's, Across the church, I told the I told our state overseer what what God's been blessing us with and 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 financially how, how God's been blessing and he says well we're just not seeing that hardly anywhere but God is moving what what whatever the reason yeah man and it's not because we're goody two shoes it's because God chose us for a blessing and he's and instead of decreasing we're increasing we're we're moving when we shouldn't be moving we're having great services where others aren't having amen the wine is being poured out but but there is a falling away in the church but i believe in the long run these churches are going to be blessed because a lot of the falling away needed to be falling away that the, the church needs to be pruned wow and sooner or later they're going to break out and god's going to move in their churches and that's what i told them as well i said pastor you're a good man you love god you pray you've got a good church god is going to show up and god's going to bless your church just wait and see hallelujah but god's moving god's moving god's moving but 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 a lot of churches are running out of wine now this might not sound like a big deal but back then, weddings lasted all day into the wee hours of the night. It was a big deal. They would have been social outcasts if they had run out of wine. It would have been a social disaster that people would talk about 10, 15, 20 years from then. You remember that time we went to that? Yeah. It would have been bad. And, and Mary, uh, apparently she's close to the bridegroom or the parents. She's, uh, she's concerned. I mean, she goes to Jesus, and she just says, Jesus, I don't know what she thought Jesus was going to do. Like he had a connection with a wine merchant. I don't know. But she, she just said, Jesus will take care of it. Boy, how many of us have that kind of faith? I don't know how, when, where, amen, but Jesus will take care of it. I, I haven't got it figured out yet, but I know Jesus is going to take care of it. Praise God. Praise God. So, so, so they ran out. They ran out of wine. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And people are drinking, and they're starting to notice. Uh, waiter, waiter, and the waiters are going, I mean, they don't want to tell them, right? They're just hoping they're drunk enough to not care. 
But you know how drunks are. The drunker you are, the more you think you can handle it. Oh, you laugh because you've been there. Hopefully you're not there now. <laughs> Number two, Jesus says, empty the water pots. Empty the water pots. Now, listen, why would Jesus use dirty water pots? Because the water pots were used to wash dirty. When I say dirty, I mean, you know what kind of roads they walked on, right? I, I mean, these water pots were used to symbolically cleanse people's feet and people's hands. I, I don't know that they were clean. And, and, and the question is, why not use the wineskins that the wine originally came out of? They're all empty. Why not use wineskins? For some reason, Jesus wants to make a point here. And he says, I want you to take these water pots and pour out all the nasty water. It doesn't say they cleaned them. I hope they did. But they, he just said empty them. He didn't say clean them. He just said empty the water pots. The water pots are part of the old Jewish system. And I think one of the things God is, Jesus is saying is it's time for a change. He says, I'm going to change the, the water of Judaism into the wine of the Holy Spirit. I'm about to change everything you know. And Amen. My ministry is about to begin, and we're going to turn water into wine. We're going to change lives. People's uh, whole entire outlook and lives are going to completely change as we change water into wine. wine uh, water will keep you alive, but wine will make you happy. The wineskins, of course, came from goats and all that thing. But, but the pots, listen, when we talk about wineskins, remember about in the scriptures about you can't put new wine in old wineskins. The wineskins represent the church. This next move of God is not so much about the church. It's about the pots. It's not so much about how we organize and how much money we raise and what the way we do things and we're being clever and we're being smart. Amen. It's, it's not so much about that anymore. God is actually using the pots. God, revival's coming through you. Quit waiting for me to invite Mr. Hotshot Evangelist to turn the church into a revival. Quit expecting your pastor to bring it every week while you sit there with your arms folded. Bless me if you can. Hallelujah. I'm here to tell you God is turning water pots into wine vessels. He's about to change you. He's about to touch you. He's about to use you in the move of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I was sitting here this morning, and it, it didn't seem to be anything going on, nothing going on. And listen, every service since May 2nd has been a move of God. I mean, it's been a blessed thing. And I'm sitting there, and it, we're just singing, and it's dead as a doornail. I kept looking around to see whose fault it was. <laughs> oh, take some responsibility. I can't. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost moved on Joyce. 
Another, woo, here we go. Hallelujah. There, she had the key all along. See, sometimes, sometimes you might have the key. You need to obey the Holy Spirit. Whatever he tells you to do, however crazy or loopy it might be, if God said, if, just do whatever Jesus tells you to do, amen, and let the wine begin to flow. It didn't take much longer, and the whole praise team acted like they were drunk. Yeah, you, you laugh. You laugh. I've, seen you, I've never seen you jump three feet. Woo, huh? Yeah. I'm talking about Jesse, yeah. Let's embarrass her some more. Oh, Lord. Jesse said, quit praying for me. Quit praying for me. But here's the point. You've got to empty the pots. A lot of us want to keep what we got and then add a little bit to it. You know, I, well, I like my life the way it is. And God, if you want to pour a little wine into it. But the problem is when you pour wine into water, it dilutes the water. It dilutes the wine. It makes the water a little tastier, but it dilutes the wine. Listen, you can't have it all. Yeah, man, it's time to empty your pots. Yeah, man, if you'll start emptying everything, he'll have plenty of room. If your pot's full of the world, no wonder God can't get an ounce of wine in you. Oh, I feel the Lord. Hallelujah. Acts 2.38 is very clear that we need to what? Repent. Repent. God's not going to move until you repent. 3,000 people got saved that day, but it's because they repented. It's time to empty, empty, say empty the water pots. Time to empty the water pots. Here's the third point. Here's, Here's the third point. This new one, listen, this isn't the cheap wine. He's not sending the cheap wine anymore. And, and, and let's just be honest. The, he didn't send the cheap wine anyway. The cheap wine was man-made. <laughs> There's too many churches that have relied on games and gimmicks to fill every seat in the sanctuary and they may have got a full church, and it may look, they may look successful, and they may be, you know, on the circuit, and everyone's praising them. And, but, but if the Holy Ghost didn't bring them, and if lives aren't being changed, come on, and people aren't being discipled, you've just got a holy huddle. That's not so holy. This isn't about dark rooms, smoke machines, and skinny jeans. Glory to God, amen. But we have never wanted the cheap wine, but a lot of che- churches are being run on cheap wine. Amen. I don't know where, I don't know where, you know, Boonesboro, I don't know where, where they got their wine. I don't know what kind of cheap, man. You know, when you buy wine by the gallon, it's probably not that good. Come on, church. It's so cheap, miners can buy it because the alcohol content is so low. Jesus had six 20 to 30 gallons, even if it's 20 gallons times six. Honey, that's a lot of wine. 
Now, let me ask you something. If Jesus makes wine, is it the cheap kind? It's, oh, you Church of God people are worried now. Can't believe Jesus would go. It would be a wine factory. My God. Hallelujah. Well, he made it. And I believe it was the best wine that man has ever seen on the face of the earth. He's not going to make cheap wine. Are y'all getting my point today? If God gets a hold of this church, it won't be because of cheap wine. It'll be the power of the Holy Ghost. God's about to fall on this place, and it won't be the cheap wine. Then he says, fill the water pots. It's not enough to empty them. You've got to fill the water pots. I I believe he's talking about the joy of the Lord. I believe he's talking about the fullness of the Spirit. I believe he's talking about running over, filling. You've got to be willing to be filled. Filled. Let's look at some scriptures real quick. One, Psalms uh, 104, verse, verse 15. And wine that makes glad the heart of man, oil to make his face shine, and bread which strengthens man's heart. What more do you need? That's the fullness of the Spirit. I'm, I'm talking spiritually here. Spiritually. Acts chapter 2, verse 12. They were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what, whatever could this mean? Others mocking. How many believe some are going to be mocking us? Oh, you go to that church. Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. Whoo! There's the new wine. But Peter, standing up at the eleven, raised his voice, said to the men of Judea and all who dwell let this be known to you and heed my words, for these are not drunk as you suppose. Didn't say they weren't drunk. They're not drunk as you suppose. It's only the third hour of the day. You think we're alcoholics? It's time to get full. I'm talking stinking drunk. Can't stand up drunk. Oh, I'm going to get into this in a minute. Amen. It's time to get so much of the Holy Spirit that you don't even hardly know where you are sometimes. You're just in heavenly places. You're walking in glorious places. Life as you know it has changed. Because you've been drinking the new wine. Psalm 16, go back. I'm sorry. Psalm 16, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of, at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's time to drink the new wine. Now watch this. Because the master, the, the, the guys pouring the stuff, they knew, they knew it had changed. They take some of it to the master of the ceremony, the, the, the event planner today. Take it to the guy. He drinks it, and he's like, best wine I've ever had in my life. This is amazing. Usually you do the best wine first. Get them a little tipsy, then bring the cheap stuff in. They won't know the difference, right? Smart. For some reason, you've kept the best. To the last. But the Bible doesn't say they announced anything to the guests. 
So you've got all kinds of guests there. You've got some guests that are just sippers. They just want a little, just a little taste, just a little, a refreshing. I just, oh, that, that, I'm good. I'm good. They don't care if they ran out of wine. They've had their sip. Come on, church. Then there are those that will drink just enough to feel good. See, my, my, my parents, you know, my, my dad worked for the railroad, but on the weekends he had his own country western band, and they'd go out every weekend playing the Legion clubs and, you know, drink a few. And, but in all those years, I never saw my parents drunk, never, never. But I knew when they'd been drinking. Because my dad and mom didn't smile a lot. You know, they were strict Germans. When they were around us kids, it was all serious. But, but, but when they came home 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was the babysitter, so I, I saw, I witnessed it. They were like, how you doing? Where's my mother and where did you put her? Even my dad was smiling. I mean, I mean they're just, they're not drunk, but they're feeling good. See, a lot of people want to come to church, and they don't mind if the Holy Ghost lets them feel good. I I don't mind a blessing. I I want to leave a little better, a little happier, a little freer than when I came in. But I don't want all that weird stuff. I I, I just want to, that was a good service. And, and they tell me, oh, that was a nice sermon. God, help me if I start preaching nice sermons. God, give me a mean spirit. I don't want to be nice up here. Amen. That's not my, you don't pay me to be nice. Come on. I need to preach the truth. And why you just take it or leave it. <laughs> and I don't know what else to tell you. I love you. Hate to see you go, but we we got to preach Jesus. We got we got to preach the word of God. All of the word of God. All of it. Some Sunday it's chicken dinner and sometimes it's a liver. We're going to preach it. We're going to preach it. But then there's some people who like to drink to excess. And I'm going to tell you why some of them won't do it. Because they don't ever want to lose control. They don't ever want to be seen differently than they are. They don't ever want to get to the point where they don't know really what they're doing or they're acting. They don't want to have too much fun. They don't want to go overboard. Let's drink enough to feel good, but let's not drink enough till where it changes me. I just said, y'all didn't hear what I just said. We, we got to drink until we're chained because a drunk is different. <laughs> Come on now. A drunk has a whole different view. He's in a different world. Amen. He, he, he loves everybody and thinks everyone loves him. 
He will give you the shirt off his back. That's why I love drunks. Oh, y'all didn't get that, did you? Drunks give more money. Amen. Drunks have no fear. Drunks see themselves completely different. All their inhibitions go away, and they just get this boldness on them. Amen. Well, they're just, amen. But you see, when the wine started, the ones who feel good, they already felt good. They can go home. The ones who are just fair for a little refreshing, they're okay. They can go home. But then there's the drunks. There's the hardcore. There's the, hey, I'm here till the door closes. In fact, give me the key, and I'll lock up. And I'll tell you something else. There's good drunks and then there's angry drunks. And if you run out of, if you run out of wine, that angry drunk's going to come out. Amen. And they were afraid of their reputation. They're afraid that things were going to go wrong. And so all of a sudden, they're running out of wine. And some people, some people, glory to God, some people said, I want my wine. I want the move of the Holy Ghost. I want the Spirit moving. I'm hungry for a move of God, not just a touch and not just a sip. Come on and praise Him like you mean it. The prophet Ezekiel said they went out into the river uh, coming out from under the door. And he said some went in ankle deep and then he went uh, waist deep and then he got in waters to swim in. I was in the Navy six years and never did learn how to swim. I knew how to float. But you can only float so long in the ocean. But I always, to this day, I have this fear. Have you ever walked, 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 and suddenly realized there's nothing under your feet? And if you can't swim, isn't that the scariest feeling in the world? That all of a sudden you're like. And all of a sudden you learn how to swim. It's the scariest feeling in the world because all of a sudden, you're not dependent on your feet. You're dependent on the waves. All of a sudden, the only thing that can keep you up is the water itself. The very thing that can drown you is the very thing that keeps you alive. So a lot of people don't want to go into the deeper things of the Holy Spirit. They don't want to go. When when the service starts getting strange and the Holy Ghost begins to move, they're like, "Mm, Tim, check me out. I'm just here for the view. Because it's scary to go into the depth of the Spirit when you can't feel the bottom. And you're totally dependent on the Holy Spirit and not your own machinations, not your own devices, not your own manipulations. But you've got to rely on God. Church, it's time to go into swimming waters. I'm going to skip some things. Let's just go to the next point. If you want this, you're going to have to stay till the end. I wonder how many people left when the wine. I wonder how many got their sip and how many got their little blessing. How many said, well, the wine, you know, mm, looks like they've run out. I'm out of here. I'm just here for the wine. Oh, Jesus. 
The only ones that got to taste the new wine are the ones who waited until the old wine was gone. Oh, the Holy Ghost just <sighs> Sometimes God's got to kill some things and end some things that we've been totally dependent on. And we don't like it, and we're into the deep waters, and it's not fun. But sometimes with every, see, I think that's one of the things COVID did to a lot of churches. It ended everything they were counting on. It messed up all their, all their plans, all their strategies to fill the building done overnight. You're not allowed to come to church. So how do, you, how, how, how do you do church when you can't go to church? Church, I, I, I hope we did a good job. We did everything we, know, everything we knew to do, we did. It, it was the most difficult season. A very, but we said, look, we're still the church. Whether you walk into this sanctuary or not, you still belong here. You're still family. We still love you. We still got to find a way to reach out to you, even though we call 20 times and you won't, lift, you won't answer your phone. We tried. You have to stay till the end if you want to see this mighty move of God. Worship team, come on. Or I'll never shut up. Last point is this. New wine, new guests. If you start pouring out new wine, listen, church, you're going to get new guests. How many are okay with new guests? Remember Matthew chapter 22? Remember this one? Remember this when Jesus talked this parable? Matthew 22, verse 8. He said to his servants, the wedding is ready. Say, it's ready. But those who were invited were not worthy. There's some church people that aren't going to make it. Because they're too busy with their lives. We're not worthy. Therefore, go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So the servants went on to the highways and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good. And the wedding hall was what? Filled with guests. Filled with guests. Oh, there's more to that story. I'll stop right there. Filled with guests. <laughs> I said it before I started preaching. I, I believe the next four or five years are going to be the greatest years of this church. But the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me, and I, I really believe he's, he's been speaking to me saying, the best is yet to come. Why, why would you drop out now? Whew. I'm about to send some new wine. I said, I'm about to send some new wine. And I'm saving, Brother Larry, I'm saving the best to the end. In other words, you haven't seen anything yet. He's saving the best to the end. Whew. 
Maybe I'll pastor a few more years and then the rapture will come and I get to retire in glory. Stand to your feet. Oh, Holy Spirit. Is anybody hungry for the new wine?